Hello friends, this is Susan, checking in on all my suicide survivor friends. I hope you're finding some strength today. I know through this corona pandemic, we're all kind of on lockdown still. A lot of people are working, but the world is certainly not what it used to be like <laughs> um, back in January of 2020. Like we never saw any of this coming and the suicide pandemic is like kind of going hand in hand. People just cannot handle what is going on and they decide that their pain is too much and most of them feel like they're burdening their loved ones and families because they can't seem to get out of the black abyss. If you know anyone struggling with medications and are having a real hard time with adjusting to medications, there is a proper way to go about it. I know with my husband and I, when we first got him diagnosed with anxiety, it was literally, he was having panic attacks. So the first psychiatrist sent us out of his office within 20 minutes with a prescription for Ativan and Wellbutrin. And those two mixes together do not mix. Uh, that put my husband in a tailspin of more hysteria and extreme pains in, in his body. So his body was rejecting the meds from day one. And after we saw, you know, I had mentioned this before, we had three or four psychiatrists in an outpatient. My husband refused to be checked in to a mental ward in Brooklyn, New York. It was a scary place. It was a scary place. He didn't want to be locked down uh, without me being able to see him for seven days. I mean, what kind of protocol is that in America that we take a person depressed and scared, remove, strip him away of all his like personal belongings and his phone, his lifeline to me, his wife and his family, and put them in a room or in a hospital bed for eight days with no eight-day minimum with no contact with your family. I mean, the whole system is so ridiculous and flawed. And I am well aware that some medications do work for some people. Um, but when you have a very sensitive body and his body was rejecting the meds, we could not seem to get him uh, to feel any better whatsoever. And within it, it was within four months that he went to his first appointment to when he took his own life. Actually, it was five months, January to May. So um, he was just in a tailspin of uh, horrible bouts of depression. So I know my husband is with the God creator, Jehovah Jireh. He is free. And I know this is um, not really... Uh, I don't know if this is going to help you, but it did help me. So I'm going to just share my experience to know that my husband is free from all the tears and all the pain that gives me relief that, yeah, I love him so much that I could uh, allow God to have him back in his kingdom of heaven and allow Sal to Salvatore. That was my beloved to guide me from the other side and help all the new souls departing this earth and help them when they come and cross over to the other side. So this is what he's doing. I've had a couple psychic readings and I believe in God has bestowed anointed people on this earth that have clairvoyant gifts. And I am very selective who I 
give my time and money to. I, I really investigate if the psychic is worth my time. I don't just click call an 800 number. No, I do some research and I find a psychic that I truly, uh, I just value their value system, sort of. I just have to, I have to mesh with them. And if it feels right, I went with it. And I've gotten many messages from him on the other side. And he's guiding me. And he's helping me. And he's helping others. So God wants me to help you. So this is my podcast for me to give you words of encouragement that life goes on after suicide. It's not an easy path. This truly is shaping me into be someone who I never would have been had this not happened to me. So I'm still in the midst and God is in the midst and I am just listening to my um, my counsel from my grief counselors and from my church people and I know that uh, the only way to overcome is to share to share and outpour your experience to others believe it or not your story matters and I won't let my husband's life go in vain it's definitely an uncomfortable stigma stigma I will not share my podcast on Facebook yet because of the suicide stigma. And I respect his family. Uh, they didn't want this to be public. And so I'm kind of stuck in the middle because, you know, I have to get my truth out. And I don't want to hurt anyone along the way. But my, my beloved deserves uh, <laughs> all the accolades. And, and just for you to know that they are not suffering anymore. There are no more tear tears. So when you need support, I highly suggest that you lean in to a team of people that can help you heal. You can't do it alone. You cannot do this alone. And I definitely could not have done this without my God, Jehovah Jireh. Um, he has been my solid grounding force. And without my meditations, and when I meditate and pray, and I pray on Bible excerpts from the Bible, I get clarity and I get a, a feeling of love and support and it kind of snaps me out of my funk. So this is what podcast two is telling you today to uh, lean in and get support. I love you so much. And uh, if you have a Bible in your house, I suggest you start reading it. And I used to look at the Bible as a, just a book on my grandmother's table when I was little. I didn't understand the stories of Jesus and all the prophets and how exciting it, it lit me up to know that, you know, everyone has trials and tribulations. Life is ups and downs. It's never rosy and rainbows. There certainly are those days where things are great and different seasons in your life. But my season right now is pretty dark and I'm just coming out of it. I'm three years out of my husband's suicide and I'm here to share my story. I'm going to sign off so I could start my third podcast and get these on iTunes today. Thank you so much. Keep the faith and take care of your own mental health today. God bless.